Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I have a fabulous guest here for you guys today. She is a coach, mentor, and speaker, and I've gotten to know this wonderful lady a lot over the course of the last couple months because we've been in some coaching containers together. So I have Cassandra Austin McDonald here. Welcome to the show. You're listening to The Magnetic Goddess, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power and live their best lives. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I'm here to guide and inspire you to take the journey back to your higher self. We'll talk about everything from personal development to career growth to relationships. We'll share tips, tools, and strategies that will help you become the most confident, successful, and magnetic version of yourself. We'll also talk to inspiring women who have already achieved their dreams and are living their best lives. We'll learn from their stories and discover what it takes to create a life that is truly fulfilling. I believe that every woman has the potential to be a magnetic goddess. She has the power to attract anything she wants in life, and she can create her birthright of abundance. I'm here to help you tap into that inner goddess and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's start living our best lives together as magnetic goddesses. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Amy, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. So... (laughs) I always ask the same first question because I think it's really important to understand, like we don't come into these incredible dream lives and businesses out of nowhere. Like, like we kind of had to start somewhere and most of us didn't start by saying, I want to be the dream design coach or I want to be a coach or so I would love to hear what is the story of how you got from where you were to where you are? You know, I feel like I'm going to sound like most people, but it it feels like it was my calling. So I used to work with juvenile and adult offenders in the criminal justice system. And during that work, they were asking me, how did I do the work? And oftentimes my clients were either youth or adults who either had behavioral issues, mental health challenges, or serious addictions. And although I didn't have any huge issues to the point where it could land me on the other side of the desk. I did have my own traumas that were creating other issues in my life, in my relationships, in my well-being, in my wellness, and even me just living a life that I actually felt good about. And I realized that even though we were on opposite sides of the desk, what stopped me from actually doing this work? And so I took the workbook home because I felt so convicted by being asked that question. And I started doing my own work and it shifted into me starting to experience this transformation to the point where people were asking me, what are you doing? Because it was, I had that glow up, (laughs) as I say, (laughs) and people just started asking me like, what are you doing? How is this working for you? Uh, Friends started noticing my relationships was shifting. I was shifting and it started from there. People just asking like, what are you doing? Isn't it amazing how like, how much what we do for ourselves actually sells our work and we don't even realize it. I I think one of the biggest things about being a generator has been like people come out of the woodwork when you feel good. Like all you have to do is feel good. And people are just like, Hey, so how do I work with you? You know, like it's a really, it's, it's kind of a phenomenon if you think about it, that people are like, okay, if you feel that good, 
then you must have a secret to how to mm -hmm. feel that good. And so I think that that's a really powerful thing. So when it comes to the work that you do, I know that you have um, your program is called the whole woman. Is that what it is? A whole new woman, a whole new woman. I love that. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about that. So this is where I take women on a journey of coming back home to themselves and amplifying their power so that they are creating more impact in their leadership, thriving relationships, and the abundant and fulfilling life that they crave. I noticed that the women that I tend to work with, they create a certain level of success for themselves, but they disconnect from the magic of what they created and they don't feel it. They don't feel like... I've created a beautiful relationship in marriage, or I've created a successful business, or I have an audience full of people, but they're, they're not feeling connection with the impact, with the relationship, with the success. And so really helping them to like emerge as this woman who's like, I'm back, <laughs> but like unleashed as this like next level version of herself where Again, people are looking at her like, what are you doing? What's going on? And so that's that's the idea behind a whole new woman. I love that. I think it reminds me very similarly to some of the work I do, which I, I call goddess activation, right? Like mm. bringing out that inner divinity and like letting somebody like step into their higher self that they've kind of been suppressing for yeah. whatever reason. So I think that's very similar. And it's amazing. Like there's so many people who just don't realize how powerful they are yeah. to create their dream lives and, and to be the co-creator with source or however they look at it. I, I think it's a really powerful, really needed, um, you know, work in, in this world. So it is, I know that sure. you, um, you do work with um, high achieving women, right? Or people who identify as high achieve, or is it high performance women? There's a word in there. I know. Yeah, I, I like to say that I like to help women shift from operating in high achievement to high performance, because I find a lot of women think they're being high performers. But when you look at the mindset and the energetics behind it, they're still stuck in hyper achievement, which is actually a trauma response. And so that looks like doing things for prove approval for validation for the likes for to appear a certain way with the success and so we want to shift into the high performance where it's like i'm doing these things from my alignment and the byproduct are the results that i experience but i'm not chasing the results mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you find that the women that you work with do they tend to have the same traumas do you find they have different traumas do you do you think that there's kind of like a like a thread of commonality there or like a certain type of woman that becomes this way as a result of certain circumstances? I've actually noticed that that's a really good question, Amy, because I've noticed a thread with the women I've worked with and there's a mother wound. I, I, I see it like clockwork. There is some sort of breakdown in the relationship with their mother. And a lot of this proving and achievement is because they're still trying to be good enough for their mom. And I remember when I first started uncovering this, I was like, what the heck? Like, it, it, it was literally like clockwork. Every single person when we get to the nitty gritty of what was going on. And so that's why I believe doing this type of work, whether if it's inner child healing work, trauma work, whatever label you want to slap on it, to me, it's all the same thing. We're, we're healing the core wounds that have shaped our identity and our behavior so that we can come back to home to our true authentic selves and live our lives from that beautifully aligned place. 
It's such a good point that you bring up about the mother wound. You know, I, I think that one of the biggest things that I guess it's a misconception, you know, people, people think that we're here on this earth school and that whoever's older is older, whoever's younger is younger. And that's just kind of the hierarchy of it. But the truth yeah. of the matter is we've got all different levels of souls and different, you know, grades, so to speak. And sometimes as children, yes, I see you. So sometimes we end up with um, parents who are younger than us, you know, energetically and on a soul level. And, and that's really hard for people to understand because you, you know, we, we value this idea of family in this country mm -hmm. so deeply um, mm -hmm. on a, on a macrocosmic level. But I believe, and, and I may be wrong in this, but I believe this, that family is thrown up to people the way that it is because it's a mechanism for control, right? Mm. It's a mechanism for controlling people's behavior and controlling mm -hmm. the, the way that people operate and the way that yeah. people behave. Yeah. Because there is kind of like this, this protective energy of like, hold on, there's somebody watching you because it's another way of keeping people in line. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know in my case, I'm definitely a person who has always been trying to, um, I guess to make my mother proud. Right. I'm sure she's going to watch this and I'll get a phone call and she'll be like, so what's this about? But, um, but I also recognize that my mom has said on several occasions, like, you don't need to make me, I'm already proud enough. You're, you're yeah. 40 years old. Like you don't need, you don't need to do that, you know? And I think that, that it's not just our parents that do it. It's society, right? Yeah. Like there's this whole overarching idea of mothers and daughters that like, mm -hmm. it needs to be this way. And, mm -hmm. and also I think that we're coming into such a paradigm of evolution as far as just like the dimension of humanity mm -hmm. And it's the biggest chasm it's ever been from say like baby boomers to what am I zenial, I guess. So like, there's this huge like drop off where we're not even like, if it wasn't for the internet, we wouldn't even be able to communicate because like, we're just kind of in different dimensions. Like, we really are. We're in different mm -hmm. dimensions if you think mm -hmm. about it, you know? And, um, and I don't know why you wanted me to say all that. What's that all about? Um, but I, I, I really resonate with what you're saying because I don't what I'm trying to say is that I don't necessarily even think it's perpetuated by the mothers, but the mothers are kind of a, a, a tool mm -hmm. in that control system. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I believe that there's, of course, the conditioning aspect on a societal level, a lineage level. Uh, a gender level. There, there are so many angles that we can look at it. And it's interesting because <clears throat> in different cultures, you'll see how the mother is almost looked at like the matriarch of the unit, the family unit, and to the point where she's put on a pedestal. And especially in the Black community, we, a lot of us are conditioned that don't you dare say anything bad about your mother. Don't you dare. That's just off topic. And so there's been this unlearning and deconditioning in my community of us realizing that we had to learn how to validate the experiences that we had just to begin the healing process 
while also learning how to have compassion for them not knowing what they didn't know and doing what they were conditioned to do. And so this is where we start to see the generational patterns and behavior starting to be played out. And I think the generation, I think we're the same age, Amy. I think there's a, those of us around this age group, it's like we came in as the curse breakers. We came in as the lineage, as the legacy makers, as the ones that said, like, my soul knows I came here to create a new blueprint, a new standard, new patterns, new beliefs. And with that comes the deconditioning and the unlearning and the healing from what was brought to us thus far. And so it's interesting because I don't think it's a coincidence that the women I was attracting all had these same patterns because we're all in a 10 year or less same age range. And so I'm looking at it like there's actually something happening across the board, across cultural lines, across country, everything. Like there's something happening in the ethers, as I say, where there's a new world being built and we're the ones built, building it. And this is the type of work that it takes to do that. It's so true. And I, I love what you said about, you know, they, they perpetuate these these ideas and it's not that they're trying to hurt us. And, you know, I got a download one day that was like a lie told in love is still a lie. That part. Right. That like part. even, even if it was meant in all the best ways, yeah. it's still a lie. Yeah. And you don't have to make the liar bad for lying. You just have to let go of the lie. Yeah. And I think that's really where we are right now. Right. Like I know for me, there was a really long time where my mom was like, well, shouldn't you just go get a little job? Like just to have some security. And I'm like, mom, like what's security? I make, I make more in a week than some people make in a month. Like I'm really good at what I do. And I recognize that you don't have any concept of what that is, but like, this is where we are now, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, it took her a really long time to even sign up for Amazon. Like mm. how I can't even fathom a life where I didn't have, the ability to have Amazon, like what? You don't have free ship. She's like, oh, if I order something, I don't want to pay shipping. I'm like, how do you have shipping? She's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, you don't have the, the yearly thing. No, I don't. I, why? <laughs> like who doesn't have Amazon prime, but some people don't, you know? And so I, I resonate with that wholeheartedly. So in this work that you do with women, what is it that you feel that kind of happens? What's that click? What's that moment when they go like, oh my gosh, like I now realize that I've been chasing this, you know, adoration and love from my mother. And like, what's that shift that they make? Like, what is that? What do they have to believe in order to get to that next place? That they are enough just for who they are. And I think it, it it's like they connect with that knowing on a soul level, on a heart level. I call it heart work and soul work that I do with my clients where their heart gets reactivated towards themselves, their soul gets reactivated and their their home and their body, their their home. My, my Qigong Sifu says that the body is the vehicle for spiritual enlightenment. And so many people are living all up in here in their head but they're so disconnected from their vessel, from their body. And so it's like, we're getting them back into their entire being. And in that it's like, Oh, I remember who I am. Oh, I remember. Oh yeah. I did know that. Yeah. That I know that. And it's like this knowing starts to come in and that's, that's where they realize, okay, now I have to, now I have to choose because 
you know the way you've been showing up and you know the truth now. So which one are you going to choose? Yeah, exactly. Like, is it more painful not to be your whole true embodied self or is it more painful to change and to make the changes you need to make in order to step into it? And at some point that balance shifts and one, you know, hopefully it's the latter, like becomes to the point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. And that's where they seek out someone like you to support them on this this journey. So when did you personally realize that you were a dreamer? Oh my gosh. I've been a dreamer since I was a little girl. I remember when I had a really traumatic childhood, like I think many of us uh, teachers and and coaches and healers, (laughs) we've had our own traumas and dramas. But I remember after either my parents would get into a fight or I experienced abuse. I would go outside and I would pick these dandelions and I would blow the seeds and just dream and just think about another reality. And I really feel like my imagination has been why my path went the way it did. If people were to compare myself against my siblings, I'm the oldest of three sisters. And it's quite clear when you look at all three of us that we all chose different paths and that the traumas of our childhood affected others more than others. And I really think it's me being this dreamer, this visionary, having the imagination I do that I just always felt like there's another world other than the physical world. And that world trumps the physical world. And if I can believe in it enough, then that will become the physical reality that I'm experiencing. And so I feel like it's been this knowing since I was a little girl. Yeah, I have, I I feel like I have a very similar experience, this idea of like being able to escape, right? I think um, back to Viktor Frankl and his book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, right? Like obviously the whole idea of the Holocaust is very near and dear to me as a Jewish woman, um, you know, cause there's a lot of that in, in, in the resonance of my DNA and what have you, yeah. but, but this idea of like imagining that it's better, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and really, I think that one of the reasons why so many of us, you know, go on to be coaches is this level of resiliency that we have, like, yeah, there's never been a moment where we're like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna succumb to this. Like we don't, we, we were never those girls, you know? No. From the moment. And I think that when we recognize that in others, or when they see that in us, they then recognize that in themselves. And exactly. that's when we want to start doing that deeper work. And so um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see how people would be attracted to that in you and to be like, okay, I want what she's having, right? So I definitely love that. That's so powerful. So tell me. How can people like get a hold of you? Like if they wanted to learn more about what you do or how what you do works, like what's what, where could they go? Well, if they wanted, I have a free guide called the permission granted guide. And what's cool about it is there's both a video and a PDF. It's no cost to you. And I literally walk you through a few simple steps of how to reconnect with a desire and how to build activation inside of yourself. And then also how to take the next best step toward it. And uh, it's, it's one of my favorite giveaways, as they say. And I'm all over these internet streets. <laughs> so if you want to stay close for the content that I share, uh, I share content practically daily and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 
I love that. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I'm going to download that for sure. So what, like, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to leave the audience with today? Yeah, I, I feel like we're in the most beautiful time right now to become whoever it is you've always deeply known yourself to be. And I feel that way because to the physical world, to everyone else, it looks like there's chaos happening because you turn the news on or you see what's happening in the economy. But this is actually the perfect time to focus on yourself, to focus on who you're being and to focus on your desires, your dreams. What do you desire to bring into the world? And when everything starts to uh, get acclimated in the world and things start to calm down as it inevitably does, you'll look up and you'll be living in that new world that you were desiring to create. And so I say, cease this moment, take advantage. Uh, when, when the world is being chaotic, you have to find your way back home to yourself and bring peace. And you do that through connecting with your desires and following it. I love that so much. I resonate deeply with everything that you just said. And it's so true. Like you have to be able to step into that and to see it right. And to really see the energy of that and, and the mindfulness of bringing that into your reality. So that is just that is just so beautiful. Well, Cassandra, thank you so much for being here on the show. I do really appreciate you being here. And um, I know, absolutely. And I know the audience is just tickled to have met you and you guys definitely, you know, check out her stuff, look at her, um, her um, freebies and check out her social media. She really is a powerhouse and we're so grateful thank to have you. her on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And that'll do it for another episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, when we're back with another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder. Are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.